Hey, so we're back to talk about hybrid and multi-cloud architectures with Eric and Uli. And this time we're going to talk about something that's crucial to that, which is observability. So join me as we get back into this conversation. Welcome to the Azure Enablement Show, where we'll be discussing the challenges you and our other tech-savvy customers have encountered. Together, we'll be talking with experts to find out how they think about these problems, recommended tools and best practices, and tips they've learned from years of experience that you can use. So today on the Azure Enablement Show, we do something we've never done before. We're gonna take our script, and we're gonna simply rip it up, because we wanna talk today about architecture. And architecture is a discussion. Okay, so we're we're back for another discussion here. Um, I thought that we were done last time, but we're still going because last time we were talking a little bit about um, what you have to do for building stuff in a multi-cloud or hybrid environment. Um, and then we got to the question of like, okay, it's cool that you built it, but now it's time to run it. So um, I would really like to get into this question because like the tools we were talking about building, like to, to take this full circle, do they help with reliability? Like how do we, how do we, what, what are we going to do to actually uh, run slash operate this from an architectural perspective? So Eric, I know you have some thoughts on this. Um, like, tell us these, tell us these thoughts, Eric. Well, first of all, I don't think we're ever going to be done, David, do you? I don't think so. We're, we'll always find other stuff to talk about. That's true. Uh, but this one, this one is topical for me right now because I'm helping a few of our clients and customers go through this, which is in the quest to build resilient applications and self-healing applications, one of the things we need to do is to get telemetry and signal from these apps as to whether or not they're operating correctly. Uh, and the biggest challenge associated with this is how do I receive that telemetry? Um, can I monitor an app from inside the app? Is that okay or is that an anti-pattern? but hint it is, it's a huge anti-pattern. Uh, and so now I need to plan for and design a complete monitoring application architecture that sits alongside the important stuff, which is my app's functionality and its ability to contact multiple services. So oftentimes what I've seen is that this is grossly underestimated. Until there's a breaking problem with the application, only then do we say, well, where are the logs? Well, the logs sit inside the container, which actually sits inside of a hosted infrastructure where we can't actually see, and this is a mysterious text file. Um, well, now we need to hurry up and write some code to kind of cradle this application. So all of this to say, I think about this as um, an observability pattern, something that we need to have discipline about and have patterns associated with how we implement the observability function. Yeah, the worst thing is when you come get called into a situation and the client tells you logs, what logs, what is a log? So I think you start with what's instrumentation and how do you bring information out of your application that is useful for, for troubleshooting scenarios. And then your observation, Eric, comes in, which is now you have observation logs. How do you use them and where do they transport them and stuff like that? But the first thing is, a, acknowledge that you need data to really understand what your application is doing and be uh, instrumented. Great news is there are tools, packages, uh, software solutions out there that help you with those kind of things. Um, but it's really important that you do um, put logging and instrumentation into your system. So I want to get some clarity on something you said about the anti-pattern, Eric. Um, one pattern that I've seen before, and I know it comes from our friends, I, like I saw it first at, at, from our friends at Google, was to have an endpoint built into your application that you can query. They call it Health Z or Stat Z or stuff like that, where you can hit 
blah, 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 slash healthy. And the application itself is responsible for saying, oh, I'm feeling fine, or here's what my capacity is, or I'm running, you know, like I can get the, the database is running great, or it can pan back information. That sounds like you're asking the, 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 the app to monitor itself, which you said was an anti-pattern. Are you talking about a slightly different version of that, or is, or, or is that like a terrible idea? Because they seem to like it. No, I think it's a good idea, but I think depending only on that is really where a version of this anti-pattern lies. So that that to me is an example where the application is is actually responsible for telling it telling others how it's doing, which is important. But there might be a circumstance in which the application is unable to ascertain how it's doing, and it goes silent, cold, or dead. And now we need something that looks in from the outside, that's harvesting logs, metrics, and alerts to say, hey. The application is not responding. And as an outside observer, I am actually telling you this because the application is unable to, to articulate the fact that it is failing. So the pattern, the pattern that you're referring to, uh, both of you actually, is a watchdog pattern. And watchdogs are being used for all sorts of things. And for me, the Google recommendation is great. I personally would recommend it. Anybody should do that. But the implementation is where Eric is going, where the order management as an application, for example, shouldn't also have the function to report its health. That should be a watchdog process that effectively interacts with the logs or other elements of this thing. And the watchdog then offers the endpoint that uh, the Google friends have been recommending. So for me, you're more arguing about an implementation detail than about the uh, specific uh, thing. Okay, well, I'm going to ask another question about this, and I am I am realizing that there have been more hotel bar fights over the question I'm going to ask you than many many topics that I know about in observability. Um, push or pull when it comes to observability? Is it up to something outside your app to be saying how you feeling, how you feeling, or is it up to your app to be saying doing good, doing good, or here's my stats, here's my stats, here's my stats, and if the dog doesn't bark, that's when you know there's a problem. Like which one you which one do you think is 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 are either one of those preferable over the other? And, and I have seen many a conversation. I would love to know what the two of you think about this. I, I know personally, I, I'll go out on a limb and say I'm a big fan of exhausting logs and metrics from an application to an alternate pipeline. And that pipeline is part of the observability fabric that sits outside of the application and monitors for anomalies and events and and, and raises alerts. Um, now, there are certain circumstances in which you might have heuristic behavior inside of that observability fabric. It says, well, hey, if I haven't, if I've detected an anomaly or I haven't heard from this application in a long time, let me go ping it. Let me see if it's up. Let me see if, let me do a whole host of tests and diagnostic tests to determine if this thing is running or not. Um, and again, this, that's, that's to me is a, is a watchdog implementation. And by the way, I will tell you that I had a manager when I was first getting started in this technology stuff that said, well, hey, why would I implement a watchdog without a watch cat to watch the watchdog? And then what if the watch cat goes down? Because then I might need a watch mouse. I'd have never really had a good answer for that, but I thought I'd bring it up. Well, there are patterns for that as well. If you want to do consensus protocols, for example, uh, that allows you to, if you really care that much about it, you can have three watchdogs. And if two agree, then things are still good. So if only one is uh, disagreeing or dead, you're still okay. So if you're looking at uh, transaction management systems, that's what they do. Uh, so consensus protocols is the answer to your question, Eric. So, um, and that's the way to do it. But um, to answer David's question, I think Eric's suggestion of creating a separate pipeline that ultimately pushes the information. From an application perspective, you just keep writing. 
And then there is an alternative piece that effectively takes the telemetry and pushes it somewhere else. Uh, <clears throat> but I think there's also scenarios, and certainly in IoT, we see it a lot, where you do send a um, life cycle where once in a while I'm sending a heartbeat. So, yep, I'm still here. All is good. And you can do that into a log, or you can also do it as an event um, and effectively make it available as a push thing from your application. So it really depends on your scenario. Um, in the cloud, mostly we do the log writing and uh, pulling it into the system. Um, but in IoT scenarios, I've seen a lot of heartbeats. Well, I've seen people who treat logs as heartbeats without being an explicit heartbeat. Like if, I'm, if, if I stop seeing a certain volume of logs, I call it a problem. You know, and I don't know what I think about that, quite frankly, when I see that it's sort of like it's like it's also like I you know people are like, if I don't get paged by my system, you know, once an hour, I'm, I'm really concerned that it's down. And I always thought that was like a serious anti pattern. Um, it depends well, on how paranoid you are. Sorry, say it again. I, it depends on how paranoid you are. Uh, well, and if you like to sleep, I think is another 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 concern there. Well, I'll there's also there's also systems of intelligence that you can implement on the observability fabric side. My, I'm, I'm using the term observability fabric to indicate this separate app process that monitors other apps. And yeah. so this observability fabric, um, logs and metrics are great ways for algorithmic analysis of the application's um, performance can, can actually be brought to bear quite easily. So if I'm seeing logs every, you know, at a certain volume, I can actually ask this system of intelligence, this AI model to say, is this weird that I'm seeing it? And if it is weird, let me know about it. Or um, is there anything else associated? Is, is this unusual behavior associated with an analyzing these metrics and logs associated with a particular element of functionality of the app? So we can train these systems of intelligence and the more telemetry that's received in the pipeline, the smarter that these systems of intelligence will get to say, it might even go from saying, hey, this is weird to, hey, you should actually provision another you know, Kubernetes cluster because it looks like loads increasing. Yeah, so that's actually a really great one. Um, I have a really good example for this. So the Azure um, infrastructure actually uses this technology uh, using machine learning models to predict if a specific host is going to fail. Mm -hmm. And we proactively migrate VMs off that host and take the host out of the cluster in order to avoid downtime and failures and stuff like that. So a uh, great pattern, Eric. But I think, David, the other piece you wanted to talk about was a little bit of the operational side. We have focused on the observability and logging and so forth, which is clearly an important element. But what else was on your mind there? Well, I think I, so when, when I think about operational stuff, um, there's, there's a number of components and I, I'm happy to stick around in sort of the observability realm because I do have one more follow-up on that. And okay. then I'm happy to sort of take it further up. But I think maybe we can only get to the observability piece now and then we can do the broader piece if we want to talk later about more operation stuff. Let me just ask the observability one as a way of taking us out um, uh, uh, to, uh, the, of, this, of this particular episode to be clear about that. Um, my question is this, um, I think of logs as often being single system, single point pieces of information, right? Like this service wrote this log there, but our apps now are not single pieces, are not uniform things, they're not single things. In fact, many of the case, 
cases, if you've got an app that has a bunch of components or microservices stuff like that, you have now many logs or many observability things there. And so I'm curious from an architectural perspective, what we can do to make it easier to deal with these um, uh, not closely coupled systems um, in the same way so that you can have a sense of like, well, what is going on in the app? Not like um, what's going on over there, 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 there. I don't know what's going on with the whole thing, but I certainly, I can look at that one over there. So. Yeah, I, my thought, and you know, really happy to hear what you have to say here as well, obviously, but uh, I think tactically implementing a, the concept of a correlation ID across multiple microservice boundaries and then collecting those logs in a uniform or centralized place help you figure out well, this is the event and it's, it's, it's this GUID and let me track this throughout the call stack of where I actually, where the application is actually interacting with. And as a result, I can now marshal and bring together logs and events across multiple, across multiple service boundaries into a single analyzable set of events that I can actually see and track. So I think, I think that correlation ID might be a direct answer to, to the question you raised there, David. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you need to do two things. One, you need to first define what your application is, especially once you get into microservices and other architecture patterns. It gets confusing. What is an app? I think right. so. You need a first a definition of what an application is. And then um, Eric's suggestion of a correlation ID uh, across the transactions or the flow of information that you have is a great one. And it's certainly a technique that everybody, um, uh, lots of people have been using. Um, over the years to effectively manage com composite applications is really what we're talking about here. Well, I know that we're going to want to be talking about how architecture changes. So I'm going to leave as a teaser, um, like cool correlation IDs, that's great. But what if I have an app that's made up of a bunch of functions? Like if I'm doing functions as a service or serverless sort of stuff. And I know we're going to hit that later. So why don't I drop that as a teaser and why don't we end this here and, uh, and maybe we can come back and talk about some other stuff. Cool. Okay, that was a really cool set of conversations. I hope you get a chance to watch all those episodes. We're going to move on to another topic here on Armchair Architects as part of the Azure Enablement Show.